Welcome to another bonus episode of Calm History, an extra treat for my Silk Plus members. If you enjoyed my prior episode about the history of salt and salt mines, then get ready for an amazing true story that involves a bunch of salt mines, as well as Hitler, Rembrandt, Michelangelo, King Charlemagne, Beethoven, George Clooney, Kate Blanchett, Bill Murray, Matt Damon, John Goodman, Unstable Nitroglycerin, and $12 billion worth of gold. That's right. You're going to hear the fascinating story of how and why Hitler stole art during World War II and hid it in various salt mines. But this isn't a story focused on a bad man doing bad things. This is a story about good people doing good things. This episode is really about hundreds of men and women who found those salt mines, rescued that stolen art, and help to return it to its rightful owners. If you've seen the movie Monument Men, then you already know about this inspirational and uplifting true story. And of course, I'll also dissect the Monument Men movie to reveal which aspects were true to history and which aspects were absolutely bunky bunk and wonky fiddles. The Monument Men movie is currently streaming on Netflix in the U.S., so feel free to watch it after you listen. All right, lean back, close your eyes, and settle into my time machine of tranquility. I hope this episode distracts and relaxes your overactive brain squirrels. The History of Salt Mines and Nazi Loot Something you'll hear me say in this episode that may shock you is that Adolf Hitler valued art more than he valued gold. To understand the deep reason behind that, I need to tell you about the youth of Hitler. As a young boy, Adolf Hitler was not a strong student. He was viewed as lazy and uncooperative by his instructors. However, Hitler did enjoy drawing, and some of his teachers recognized that he had a natural talent for it. So, in 1905, at the age of 16, he dropped out of high school with a new goal. Adolf Hitler was going to be a great artist. A year later, he took his first trip to Vienna. This city was not only the capital of Austria, but also one of the world's most important centers of art and culture. In October 1907, at age 18, Hitler decides to live and study in Vienna. He immediately applies to the Vienna Academy of Fine Arts. But 
he is rejected because his drawing skills were determined to be too poor. Hitler moves back home after deciding he will reapply again in a year. In the fall of 1908, he again applies to the Vienna Academy of Fine Arts, and again they reject him. Giving up on art school, he forms a new plan. In 1909, Hitler starts selling his own paintings to tourists in Vienna and anyone else who would buy them. He continues this over the next few years while also becoming interested in politics. In 1913, he moves to Munich, Germany and continues to struggle and sell his paintings. But World War I soon interrupts his life. On August 1, 1914, Germany declares war on Russia. Hitler fails his initial military fitness exam. He was found to be unsuitable for combat and support duty, too weak, and incapable of firing weapons. This is not me razzing on Hitler, but that is the actual quote from his fitness assessment. I'll read it again. Unsuitable for combat and support duty, too weak and incapable of firing weapons. Basically, the dude has the physical attributes of a bowl of pudding. At this point, Hitler is now 25 years old, and he has failed at his first attempts to be an artist and to be a soldier. Near the end of 1914, Pudding Boy is finally allowed to enlist in World War I. Over the next few decades, Hitler will use politics to redeem his initial failure to join the military. And then, Pudding Boy will use the military as a way to redeem his initial failure to join the art world. This will bring him full circle to his boyhood dream of achieving artistic glory. Okay, let's jump ahead. In 1938, Hitler forms a plan to build a massive museum and cultural complex in his hometown in Linz, Austria. He projected that it would take 12 years, being completed in 1950. It will be so glorious that it will overshadow the cultural prominence of Vienna, this city that rejected him twice as an art student. Pudding Boy sure holds a grudge. According to one of Hitler's secretaries, he never tired of talking about this vision for his mega-museum. He would go on and on about every little detail of how the paintings were to be hung and even what type of furniture would surround them. He said this about his grand vision, quote, Anyone who wants to study 19th century painting will sooner or later find it necessary to go to my gallery 
because only there will it be possible to find complete collections. End quote. He also decided that his mega museum would be called the Puddingplex. No, I'm just messing. He referred to it as the Führer's Museum. Yeah, nothing about that screams insecurity. That was just a tasty nibble of my newest bonus episode. You can peek in the episode notes to learn more about it. If you are a Silk Plus member, then you'll find the full-length version of this bonus episode waiting for you in the bonus podcast. If you're not a Silk Plus member, then you can easily become one by using the link in the episode notes or by going to silkpodcasts.com. You are now just a small hop away from accessing this bonus episode and over 400 additional episodes, all free for a limited time. That there are a lot of episodes to feed your restless brain squirrels. Nom nom. Nom nom nom.